that you'll listen, but I'd suggest letting my subroutines handle the final approach. Excellent work, Cortana. Thank you. Are you ready? Yank me. Good luck, Master Chief. Your architecture isn't much different from the Autumn's. Don't get any funny ideas. I don't keep it loaded, son. You'll have to find ammo as you go. Welcome. To wide flank all right hello uh welcome to another episode of wide flank this is a game club episode and this month or really month and a half almost two months we played <laughs> halo uh yeah sorry it took us so long we uh i had covid and danny miraculously didn't get covid somehow even though we lived together but everyone else in my household did and i was sick for like 15 days um so also this is danny say hey. hi danny i also got married Oh, yeah. That was. Congrats to Danny. Yeah, dude. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, we've got real lives outside of this uh, whole podcast thing. True. No, really. yeah, And Danny got married on my birthday. And Abraham Lincoln's birthday. And Abraham Lincoln's birthday. He did that so he would never forget Alon's birthday. Yeah, it's so kind. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Alon here. Hello. Alon, where are you right now? I'm in well, Brooklyn, New York. No, what in your in your background is this? I'm um, in uh, uh, the silent cartographer. Oh my god! Let me duck hey. out of the way. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, this is a that, that's for our YouTube fans. Yeah, YouTube only. Uh, yeah. Um. So yeah, we played Halo. Combat evolved. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into the 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 sub headline uh, later on to the episode. Um, but uh, we've been playing Halo for yeah for about a month and a half. So, uh, Danny, do you want us? Let everyone know what this game is in case they've been living under a rock. Heck yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Halo CE, Halo Combat Evolved, uh, came out in 2001 um, for the Xbox. It was one of the original Xbox's launch titles. So it came out, I guess it was like November 5th, same day um, as the console. It was developed by Bungie and published by Microsoft Games um, and was the fifth major title released by Bungie. Um, they had made two installments of an RTS series called Myth and two shooters called Marathon, uh, Marathon and Marathon Durandal. Um, Halo Combat Evolved is including every list of inf influential early FPSs, you know, and a lot of the same conversations of Doom and Quake. Uh, but it's really distinctly known for launching the console gaming and especially the console FPS market. Um, especially that time, like controller versus mouse and keyboard was much more controversial than, uh, uh, even, even more so than it is now. <laughs> now it's settled. Um, controller is yeah. way worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although then Fortnite kind of pulled it all back and now controllers are good again. Yeah. But, um, and Rocket League, but, uh, the game, you know, was a huge success. It spawned one of the biggest gaming series ever, uh, the Halo series, and there's a huge extended universe of books, um, you know, short films, and now there's a Paramount Studios TV show that 
uh, already is getting critic reviews. So that's that's coming out very soon. Um, but yeah, one of the best games, one of, you know, considered one of the most important and best games ever made. And uh, and we played it. It's, a, it's also, I think, the sh- it's funny. I was laughing. You said it took like a month and a half or two months. I think it's the shortest game we've played also. It's like nine hours or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we beat it. Alan and I beat it in two nights together. Two nights on the hardest difficulty. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, just to be clear. So we played, We all, all of us played this co-op. Alan and I played together. Then Teddy played with one of our diehard fans, um, <laughs> Milk in Discord. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a stalker. He's, <laughs> we can't get rid of him. Halo. <laughs> he subscribed on Patreon, and we felt like we had to play with him. You know. Yeah, it's just um, pity. It was a pity co-op campaign. Yeah. There. Yeah. Co-op is the way to go, though, on this game, right? I can't even imagine have having played it co-op. I can't imagine like doing it again solo. It'd be so much less fun. Yeah, I. Uh... I, so Mike, ours, me and Shane, our session like got we were on the keys mission, the second to last mission, and it kept crashing on that mission. And you have to start all the way back at the beginning when you play <sighs> co-op. So I played the last mission by myself and it was so much worse. I was like, there were so many cool moments that I just like didn't have anyone to share it with. I was like, yeah, this co-op is just totally where it's at. <laughs> so the combat, I mean. they go hand in hand like the co-op and the quality of the combat i feel like because i didn't the combat's good and i feel like the enemy ai is good some of the guns are really bad and some of the guns are like overpowered but just to keep hammering at home i just feel like every like fun and funny moment i had was because it was co-op like it was me and danny laughing at the same thing rather than like me doing something really cool or something really funny happening only to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was, it was, and a lot of things that weren't that funny are automatically funny because of co-op. Right. You know? Right, right, right. Yeah, I do think, I want to revisit this at the end, but I think, I think so many games that I think are mediocre would be, I would consider excellent if I could play them with another person. Yeah, that's true. Um, because I, mean, I think there are a lot of problems with this game, but it was just so fun playing with my friends. Yeah, I mean, I guess we're just talking about the co-op, but yeah, there's a, there's like a sense of adventure together that, again, I don't think I'd have solo. It'd kind of just be like, especially some of the bad levels, I'm just like, can, they, can this just end? Like, I just want this to end. But when I'm with Danny and we're fucking doing shit and jumping around and in the vehicles together, I'm like, this is sick. You know, we're like out here shredding and... <laughs> Both roles see, are fun, but both roles also feel like sort of important, you know, like you're giving each other cover. You're like constantly resing your partner in crime by getting out of danger and then getting back into the fight together. You're calling out like gun drops because you can only hold two guns, which is really weird for an FPS, but kind of fun for that reason. And then one thing that I always said about like um, Counter-Strike versus other FPSs that have failed sort of to try and get into like the esports scene, like an Overwatch, is like part of the joy of watching Counter-Strike and playing with your friends is like you get to watch your friends do cool shit when you die, and they get to watch you shred in a 1v3, you know, clutch or something like that. Whereas like in a respawn game like Overwatch or whatever, you never like see like Teddy could be having the best soldier game ever, and I'm just like 
sick, you know, but like maybe if you got play of the game, I'll see you do one thing the entire game, even though you carried and were like insane. But in in Halo, you get to sort of like, it's very like you're both participating in the same fight. I see Danny do stuff all the time. Like I see a big enemy get headshotted and I'm like, oh my God, fuck yeah, you know? And then when you die and you're just watching Danny like run around, it's like, surrounded by enemies like kills a bunch like gets around a corner reses me i'm like yes let's go you know yeah i i have so many things i want to say first of all why is the death cam when you're watching your friends so (laughs) bad (laughs) (laughs) that's just like 20 years ago technology or something i don't know what it is Yeah, the the counterpoint to what you just said alon is uh the death camera (laughs) sometimes sometimes i was like oh do you see that chain he's like no i'm like kind of just like looking at your 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 ass yeah i'm I'm, I'm like at your stomach Uh, but yes, um, yes, that uh, I'll just chalk that up to technological yeah, limitations. Yeah, that's what I did. That's what I did. <laughs> so did you. OK, should we should we uh, back up and talk about Halo at all? Like what it is or like. Sure. No. Yeah. I, I mean, just just OK, fuck it. You everyone knows um, if you don't know what Halo is, watch it, read a book. So. <laughs> so did you guys have different roles in when you were like in combat you were because you said like you mentioned roles like was one of you mm. like i'm I'm going in i'm probably going to be the one who's going to die i'm going to hang back and like respawn and snipe or did you guys just kind of like i'm just laughing because i would just constantly die and danny was just like the hard carry who would like win the the 1v 20 enemies and then res me but i don't know danny did you feel like we had different roles no i think i actually think we played pretty similarly um i mean we had some like difference in weapon preferences for sure but uh it was kind of like we were kind of like okay i guess this fight we're just going to charge in you know and that'll be like what we did um but yeah i mean alan selling himself very short uh those 1v20s were 1v40s before or two or 2v40s originally right i just had to hold i had to hold up my end of the bargain but um yeah i don't know it was just like it was just if we had the I feel like the way we played was so much more informed by the weapons we had at any point. Um, like sometimes Alon had the needler. And so, you know, that definitely changed how he had to play because he you know has to get in close versus if we have we both have human pistols and it's all grunts and jackals. Like, you know, we're sitting in the back just, oh, yeah, you know, picking them off. Duck hunting. Yeah. <laughs> um, we Can also yeah, we through call a little yeah. crack in the shield. The and center for the jackals. Not uh, is it the center? I feel like there's like a little edge of the shield. That's where, where their can... hand is. You can shoot their hand okay. Okay. and then and shoot go, them once Whoa! in the head. Okay. okay, this is the cleanest way to kill a jackal. Yeah, um, and that that continues in all of the all of the Halo games after. Mm. Um, you like yeah, you use your DMR BR and shoot the hand and then the head. Shoot the hand, kill the ghoul. Yeah, <laughs> the the two weapons at once thing is. It's sort of, I think, brilliant by them because I, I totally agree with what Danny was saying. It very much informs how you're gonna enter a fight. Like if you're if you have shotgun and you have bullets for it, like you're going in and you're killing everything and you're an unstoppable god. But yeah, there's times when you when you get respawned, right, and you have assault rifle, which is so trash and so inaccurate and just like the worst gun and you you just like have to pick up whatever shitty covenant gun you find and that's kind of bad too and like you just play a totally different style but also i think you know at most of the fps's up until halo or at least the big ones on pc were like 
you have like nine weapons in your inventory because you're on keyboard and you can do that. And Halo, I think a lot of what they did well was just simplify the whole genre and to be like, no, you can only have two because that's what, what's easy on Xbox and what's easy on console. And it just, you know, it worked. It made it all much more seamless. Yeah, it is funny how how much of what Bungie did with this game is was either a product of they had no time yeah. or the fact that they were making a game for controller for the first time. And like the weapon limit is because there weren't or they couldn't they couldn't figure out an easy way to switch between like 10 weapons in your inventory on controller. So they just made it two, so you could have one button to switch back and forth. Easy. Right, like Goldeneye, you like if you want to change your weapon, you like cycle through each weapon. It's like so <laughs> clunky. You can also like pause and then like scroll down a list of your guns and like equip so it. So bad. It's so bad. Yeah. So yeah, I like just okay, you can only have two. Yeah, like a lot of the decisions I feel like were almost like business decisions. Like, nope, we just have to like trim that and just make it really easy, right? Like nades, you can just throw them. You you don't have to put your gun away. You don't have to pull out a grenade. You just press one button and you throw your grenade. Like melee, like you don't stop shooting or put your gun away or anything. You just insta melee. It's really strong. Like just like everything, they just were like, nope, that's not fun or that's too hard to make or we can't figure out how to make that clean. Cut it, you know? <laughs> Fucking assault rifles got me heated. <laughs> I, I'm just thinking about how many. It's definitely the gun I shot the most. Well, yeah, because you the respawn with. with it. Yeah. Well, you respawn with it, and a clip is like 100 bullets, but doesn't do anything. It's <laughs> so funny. It's just so insane to make the gun, that gun, and the reticle is like so big, and the bullets just go everywhere. <laughs> like, that is the pure, like like run and gun it doesn't really matter if you aim just hold down shoot gun so i was thinking a lot about doom playing this game yeah um doom 2016 of course because <laughs> i didn't play the i didn't play original doom but uh and at, like this is just like a true fps like in the same way that i mean doom 2016 is definitely like the perf the perfect shooter it's like uh but you can see so much, so many of the pieces and kind of the genre defined the genre characteristics in this game as well. Um, kind of like the constant combat, you, you know, you're stopping to to regen health every once in a while. Um, but it really is just like there's projectiles everywhere. The enemies are moving around a lot, getting angles on you, throwing grenades. Um, anytime you're in combat, you have to be on the move and really dialed in. Um, and to me, I actually felt like. I actually felt like Doom felt less far away from this than I may have. Like if you would ask me about this game versus Doom 2016 during our podcast about it, I would have said Doom is like in another on another planet, um, which it is. But uh, literally, it's on Mars. But um, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, (laughs) not not on an artificial ring world. That wasn't a joke. I'm just I'm just stating a fact. It wasn't a joke. You're just naturally this funny. (laughs) I'm just naturally no. I'm naturally this smart. Uh, And but yeah. So anyways, it's like I felt I was surprised by how much it felt like it. Uh, you know, it had these characteristics. Maybe it's just because I don't know. I haven't played a lot of real. F, like first person shooters or didn't realize how specific that genre really is until playing that in this game. Mm. So, yeah. So what's, so for me, what was really novel about this? Um, and 
I don't know if it was the first game to do this, but it seems like the first big game to do this is like you're you have a shield over your your character's health, right? That your shield regenerates very quickly when you're out of combat. Um, and I feel like this sets up like two things. One, you can like you can make mistakes and it's like very forgiving. So like if you peek out and you like screw up your attack, you can just like run back and hide and recharge health. Um, but the other thing is, yeah, right. You're not, you're not, if you take damage in combat, you're not always then vulnerable for the rest of the mission. They don't have to litter health packs everywhere. Like when you're playing half-life, you have to like constantly pick up health to regenerate. Like you have to break boxes. You have to do weird things. Halo just is like, you have all this, you can, you can still, there, there is like a health mechanic, right? But then your shield, which is the majority of your health is just always naturally regenerating and i think like then call of duty adds added this yeah like most like a lot of shooters are incorporate this because it just cleans up so much of the combat and lets you just like uh i mean we can talk about maybe the combat cycle like the 30 second uh, 30 seconds of fun that uh destiny that bungie (laughs) talks about but uh i think that's like really essential to this and like doom does it in a different way which is you have to be in fact i think why doom is so different it's like so special but it's in this similar realm it's you have to be participating in combat to regenerate your health and it's like you're doing the thing that you want to be doing and the better you're doing it the more you're like the more you're fighting yeah the more you're sustained whereas in halo like it's kind of on that trajectory, but still you have to like stop fighting to heal and right. you have this like kind of downtime segment. Um, yeah. They, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Danny. Yeah. I just was going to say two things about health in this case. And one is in like half-life also it's, I guess Halo does this a little bit, but it's like you, there are, there are health packs around the game. And then anytime you're going into a serious moment, it's like, here's a full health and shield regen station. And there, there are definitely fights in a game like Half-Life 2 like, you literally can't. If you're too low on health, it's impossible or, you know, extremely difficult. And the the shield in Halo kind of always gives you a chance, even if you're... I, I mean, how often were we down to one red All the time. HP bar? Yeah, like constantly. And still able to go into a brand new room and fight. And, you know, you have to play differently, but it's very doable. Um, and so I think it, like, it just kind of... Uh, similar to what weapons you have, it just changes the way you have to play um but yeah and for uh, me this is part of the simplicity and the like cutting trimming of the fat that i was talking about before also right because like if you're playing a campaign with checkpoints and there's like a lot of checkpoints in this game which i like but if you're in half-life 2 and you hit a checkpoint and you're you have five health and then every if every time you die you respawn with five health at the checkpoint like you're kind of fucked it's a very bad experience but this that you just don't even have to worry about that because at minimum you have full full shield all the time um it's it's just like that like dumbing down is like a negative way to put it but i think it's a really smart way to deal with an a pre-existing genre on moving to console really and then the other thing i was going to talk about was just the yeah, like the 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 cycle, like you were talking about, Teddy of Doom is very very different to this. This this game felt a lot more tactical to me, 
but I thought that that was really fun too. Like Danny and I were basically, you know, it's me and Danny. So we were just YOLOing into most fights, you know, just like guns blazing, throwing our nades, like kill everything, whatever. And it usually worked. But there were some some fights where we died like two or three times in a row, just got like destroyed. And we were like, oh, okay. Like we just need to slow down. And then we won every time, which I like being rewarded to that. Just to be like, okay, there's like them over there. You have sniper. I have rocket launcher. You kill them. I'll kill the hunters with rocket launcher. Then like you get to the Banshee, like I'll go to the Warthog, you know, and then it becomes like a different, it's almost like not a first person shooter in that moment. It's more of like a war game or something. Like I've never played <coughs> Battlefield, but I imagine it's more like that or something where, you know, the, the hugeness of the levels really comes into play. And it's like, no, this is like a distinct Halo moment that would never exist in Doom. It would never exist in Half-Life. It wouldn't work in any of those games. Yeah, yeah. I- yeah, after you, Danny. Thank you. Yeah, just uh, just because I feel like we're going to get away from health, which is you know this is the key to the game is health and shield. Uh, no, is a it's an interesting like learning mechanic where instead of getting a game over or getting sent back to a checkpoint, the shield and especially in co op uh, and especially like the co op respawn mechanic, you can like get into a fight in the wrong way, back up and reset. And if you're playing solo, you get that to a certain extent because you're always going to regen some health, some substantial amount of health. And then in co-op, it's especially so because you've got that and you can get all the way out of the fight. Both of you respawn and they're like, okay, now we need to approach this differently. Right. Did you did you know that in Legendary, your shield regenerates faster? I didn't know that. We only played Legendary. Yeah. Yeah. So I was looking up the difference in difficulty and like uh, number of enemies is a huge one, but also. like you do a lot less damage like and or enemies have a lot more health huh. but um i always love this when they do this in games but like some version of this but your your shield recharge is faster and i think it's like it's like to balance that right it's like you're going to be doing a lot more fighting the fighting itself is going to be a lot more challenging but we're going to like the your respites will be quick and if you can like get them in you'll be back to fighting again right and I think that's like a really, a really cool way to like up the skill level, right? It's like you, like you are being more tactical, you're being more uh, efficient, I guess, in the combat. And like, can you make it from this cover to that cover? And if you right. can do that, then you're going to be rewarded by like a faster shield, even if, though there's like three times as many enemies or something. So, um, just thought I, that was a I little. I did quirk. think also the. I didn't want to forget to say this, but I, I did think the enemy AI was really good. Like, you know, Extremely especially for good. a game that's over 20 years old, like they take cover, they throw grenades, they dodge your grenades, they dodge your vehicles, like they swarm you from different angles. They know you're hiding behind a rock, you know, like all of these little things where you're like, you kind of like don't expect even like the little guys, the little shits, the grunts, if you like they get they're scared of you and like run away with their hands in the air. Like it's very cute and funny, but I was like, Oh, this is kind of cool that they all have like personalities and very distinct fighting styles. Um, which I, I had forgotten about and I was really impressed by. Yeah. And even with the grunts, it's like, if you get in too close and don't kill them fast enough, like they'll pull a grenade and you'll be fucked, you know? And yeah. Um, yeah. And there's, I think there's a lot happening with the AI that, 
until I saw it written out, I didn't really realize what was happening, but definitely contributed to the immersion in the fights, I guess. Like, uh, like if you're there are multiple elites alive, they'll send one or two to go up close and kind of like flush you out. And then other ones will stay back and shoot at you when you run out of cover. There's like stuff like that happening oh. all the time. And I think w- when something like that happens in the game, it just all you're thinking about is like, oh, my God, an elite's pushing me. Um, or like I need to yeah. run, try to run back to this other cover to get Alon to spawn or something. Um, but really, it's like this very smart, especially for the time, AI system. And all the all the Halo games, you know, really iterate on, uh, they build off of that for sure. But yeah, you know, like dodging the number of times they dodge a, sh- a headshot with a sniper rifle or God. human pistol or a you know an overcharged plasma pistol, um, it's yeah, it, it really helps the the combat. Yeah, for sure. Right. I have all these opinions about, I don't know if they're different races, but like, or species, but like, like about like what grunts are like and elites are like, and jackals are like, and I have different feelings about them. Um, which is like an amazing, a bit of world building. Yeah. Uh, and without like, without, you know, just like a bunch of sci-fi, uh, exposition. Yeah. Without that- Cortana, like, this enemy is a grunt and then like your codex opens with all this information exactly what i was gonna say like if this was halo 2016 there would be like a 90 codex deep thing about every specific enemy and how they interact and what guns they're good at good against and what guns they're bad against and what they carry and how they attack it's like fucking leave me alone man (laughs) (laughs) only reason i would read any of those is if i had a fucking podcast about it (laughs) If I was playing Subnautica. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I, yeah I think I, 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 I love everything you guys are saying. The, I think the AI was so good. It was just like so satisfying. I to, really thought you were going to say, but me the too. AI was AI so me too. No, no, no. I love like throwing a grenade and not killing anybody because yeah, everyone runs all away from it. it. Yeah. It's just like, so you're just like, that was awesome, right? They, uh, or, you know, throwing two and then, like, sandwiching them together or throwing one. And then, like, you know, you, you kind of learn, like, okay, what would these people, like, what would these creatures do in this situation? And it's... I, I just played League of Legends, like, two hours ago, and this Tristana just wouldn't move whenever I threw a Q at Sivir. And I was just like, this is worse than the fucking Halo AI. Like, she just doesn't move. She just gets hit with it every single time. It's like, this elite, I like never hit elite with a grenade. Like, you, you, th- the first time you throw a nade at an elite, he dives out of the way. And then you try and throw it to the side so he dives into it and he doesn't move. And you're like, fuck, this guy's got you. You try and hit him with a vehicle like 10 different ways and he dodges it every time. It's like, fuck me. They're actually <laughs> smart. They know what's going on. <laughs> it, and uh, connected to that is what you were saying about tactics before. I think there are there is room for tactics, but in like how, how you approach each situation, but so quickly these big set piece fights or even not the big ones, even the smaller ones will... Um, they'll uh, fall apart's the wrong word they'll just like evolve and what happened the last time you got you your team your squad died is not what happens the next time yeah and so it requires a lot of action skill in addition to tactics and like our how adaptable you are to the situation which to me was always it, you know like in the last of us it was like you okay i've I go here, kill, strangle this guy, kill that guy, 
shoot that guy in the head or with an arrow, I died. Okay, then I'm just going to add one other additional kill yeah, onto this. Yeah. And then you just keep building it. And you can't do that. You can do it a little bit in Halo, but very quickly, like, you know, this the alien, like the Banshee is somewhere else and whatever you had planned is just out the <laughs> yeah. window and you just have to adapt. And it, I, I thought that was always like really, I just feel like I was always like in an action moment. Um, despite it being, I guess like one other feeling I had during this was like the, it's in Doom, it's like, it's dynamic, but I feel like it's so chaotic. Like just, like it is uh like oh, i want to say like cacophonous i don't think that's the right word but it's just like there's just it's just people everywhere and it almost doesn't matter in halo like three elites are really threatening and they'll move around a lot but you kind of like have a sense of the space and like where to go and how to move like i always felt like i was you know you would occasionally would open up into a fight and there'd be 20 grunts and you just have to mow them all down but a lot of times it was like okay i want to get a feeling for who's over here who's over there and like you're saying before like you can see when your teammate does something awesome because you're like okay i know i need to kill those guys over there and if a grenade flies over and kills them you're just like oh this like big part of this yeah yeah (laughs) is now solved um you can appreciate all that in every fight it was never too big or it most of the time it wasn't too too big it was very understandable yeah yeah they they killed a lot of the level design uh other level designs absolutely awful and and really repetitive in my opinion but yeah like the the i think all of the moments we're talking about are usually like you know the bigger fights or like the more open space battles and stuff like that like the the initial name for the game was the giant bloody war game and like it, that's exactly what it feels like. I'm like that that if that's what they were going for, they fucking nailed it on some of the levels, like the level that's behind me and other moments. Um, and the game's really silly too. Like it, it goes hand in hand with when you see your friend do awesome shit. Like you also see really funny shit and stupid shit. And like they they were able to sort of in limited time piece together this game that ha- does all of the good things that we said, but also is like really silly and really sandboxy and like you can just kill yourself and like (laughs) hit with vehicles hit your teammate with vehicles like fall off the edge like and it's not that high stakes like it doesn't really matter if that happens it's just a funny moment and then you respawn and you're right back in it yeah it's pretty rare that i got really frustrated while playing i think co-op helps a lot with that but also the the checkpoint frequency is great doesn't feel like saves coming um, there are a couple moments where you get sent really far back and especially in like the library, that's really annoying. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was actually, it's funny. I was also going to bring up the silliness of the game and how, yeah, like things like the vehicles being invulnerable. So if you get blown up, the vehicles will just go flying and not just like explode on the ground. Um, hunters will just send you or your teammate or <laughs> flying. Um, yeah, I'm like I'm remembering all the times that one of us was dead and then another one of us got like punched by a hunter and our body <laughs> just gets skyrocketed. Um, and like the grenade chain explosions where you're in a narrow hallway and four go off and you're like, okay, I think it's done. You start moving forward and then another <laughs> one goes off. Um, and yeah, and the, the whole game has a little bit of a, you know, it's not, it really doesn't take itself seriously at all. Um, and it's, a uh, yeah, just, it, it really, it seems very clear to me that Bungie's like, we're going to make a really fun game. We're going to make this gameplay loop really fun and, um, and just not worry about 
all this other shit. And they, I mean, I think some of the stuff, like I think the story is actually really cool, especially considering how little storytelling there is in the game. Um, but yeah, just a really silly, fun experience. <laughs> Should we talk about the story? I'm sure we all have things to say about the story. Teddy's got a smirk on. Did you guys read? Did you guys read? Yes, let's talk about the story. Did you guys read the manual for this game? Fuck, I forgot. No, I only I read the wiki. God yeah, damn I read the manual again after I played. This is, you know, sorry to everyone who, you know, it's like you idiots. You've said this ten <laughs> times, but I'm gonna post up in our before we play our next game the manual. Yeah, I but, need to. But there's a bunch of exposition about the story. Like, I know what happens vaguely because I've like sort of followed Halo lore. Um, and you know, Danny always talks to me about it because he's yeah, when he was younger, I think he talked to me about it. Not anymore. <laughs> he talks to me about like sports and stuff. He's cool. Um but guy stuff. Yeah, guy stuff. <laughs> but like the like did you did you understand Alon like the fall of Reach and like what Reach was and like what happened before this whole part of the mission? Like the whole first mission when you're on I the mean, spaceship. I think and I understand up. loosely what right, happens. Right. Um, but like that's all explained in the manual. Gotcha. Of- yeah, there, there's there's I was thinking like there's so many memorable like fighting moments and clips. Like Danny and I each have like a ton of really funny clips and stuff. But like in terms of story, there's like almost no memorable moments of story except for when maybe the flood gets introduced and you're like, oh, there's a whole new fucking thing I have to fight now, you know, a whole new like race or whatever, but or species. But other than that, none of the story elements are really like remarkable or like noteworthy. It's just kind of like this is happening, like go this way, kill everything. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we got close to halfway through the game, and I asked Alon, it's like, so can you tell me what's going on? And Alon was like, no. And then there were a couple elements that you did end up being able to repeat back to me, but it's crazy in the game how little exposition there there's is. None. Yeah, there's it's, like none. Yeah. And in a bad way. <laughs> yeah, there's no yeah, exposition it's like, it's in not a bad way. Good. Yeah, it's not good. The story is like the most cookie cutter like bare bones i guess unless you read the manual that like nothing happens like keens barely says anything like cortana barely says anything like johnson has like his moment at the beginning of the game and then barely says anything like a lot of what you know danny would ask me like do you know what we're doing now i'd be like yeah i think key we're going to get keys from the fucking (laughs) aliens what are they called again you know like it was it was so basic right like where are the other ships where's earth like is this is there a war going on like what like there's just like so many questions i had like where who are the aliens how long they've been at war it seems like we're cool with we know these aliens and we don't like them i don't know just it didn't there was just so many things that were like taken for granted that seemed maybe worth diving into a little more well it's it's interesting that there was it's interesting to hear that there was a bunch in the manual because it is clear from the plot elements that they had the kind of world around it pretty well understood. I'd forgotten that reach was like that. They knew about reach. Mm-hmm. I mean, they like talk about the, at the beginning of the game, you know, they say they just, you know, hyper jumped from reach and, uh, yeah, but also considering it feels like the, the, the way it's told, it almost makes it feel like they don't actually have a story thought out at all, but, even what's happening in the game, it's like there's this war, ongoing war with this main alien covenant, religious covenant, and you find this 
forerunner installation. It's a weapon that the you think the covenant wants, and it's like actually it's not a weapon. They like well, I guess you don't know that they worship it at the time, but like it's a weapon. You think they're going to use it on you? Then you then there's this other species that the forerunners run to eradicate that yeah are like a virus, and then there's like a monitor which is a you know a remnant of the forerunners. It's just like this. I don't know. There's a it's a, I, th- I find the story really compelling and it's strange because of the way it's presented, it doesn't feel like it's as well thought out as it actually is or interesting as it actually is. I think, I mean, I don't remember Halo 2 and 3 that much, especially not like there's a chance I didn't even play the Halo 3 campaign. I only played online competitive. I, I think that's probably more accurate, but I think that based on what I read, most people don't consider this one to be the best campaign and it's two and three where the series like really takes off with the campaign. And that's also, I mean, a big part of that I'm sure is the money and time they had to really dig into those games. But um, yeah, I think that the, the lack of story is probably just, you know, completely like the, the story of the development of the game and just rushing to make it from an RTS to a third person shooter and then third person shooter to first person shooter. And then, Microsoft buys them and then they just have to finish the game by the time it's launched and they're just like, here, this is the best we could do, you know? Maybe we should pick that pick that apart a little bit more that this was originally, was it going to be Myth 3, essentially? Or they were going to make like a new IP RTS? Yeah, I think they were making a new RTS. New RTS, yeah. And, yeah, they they go from that and then they like, let's move the kit. We, they basically had an RTS, but they wanted you to be able to control the vehicles because it was really fun. Mm-hmm. And they, so they moved the camera closer when you would be in a, when you'd be controlling a vehicle. And they're like, actually, maybe you should just be able to control everything. Cause that's really fun. And then slowly <laughs> the camera got more and more zoomed in. And that's like, that was kind of like what led them into making an FPS. But then also they were developing this game, expecting it to be like a part of, Apple and Max like re-entry into the gaming world and like Max can run the biggest best games and it was announced at this by Steve Jobs at an Apple keynote in 1999. Right. right. And the big the big Halo reveal is by Steve Jobs. It's, it's like surreal to it's watch that. So funny. <laughs> and then but it's not even a game at that it's point. A it's just like an it's engine. like a demo. Yeah, yeah. A demo that they said was like had a sixty percent chance of crashing. Like if you watch the <laughs> video, you can hear I forget who it is from Bungie. When he presses play, he like ha- takes like a deep breath because he's like, This is gonna this is gonna create a disaster. And so, so they go from in nineteen ninety-nine being like a part of Apple's big launch and then by the end of 2001, they've been bought by Microsoft. They've moved their their headquarters and development studio into Microsoft Studios, and they build this third person shooter into a first person shooter and release it. It's like the most insane t- development well, timeline ever. Also, the I love part of what made them like kind of go under and contact Microsoft to try and be bought by them try and be acquired for them is that myth 2 had a glitch where when you uninstalled it from your computer it deleted your entire hard drive and they shipped <laughs> 200,000 copies of that game and they lost $800,000 which i'd imagine now is like well over a million dollars in inflation 
terms that they were just like broke and totally fucked <laughs> and were just like please rescue us we're a good game company i swear i think they're also just like we don't want to make games for computers where you could do something like this. right like, that's <laughs> probably fair that's probably fair uh i think yeah i think this like goes back to what we were we've been saying before about like how good this like the gameplay loop is is i think they were just like what feels good what is fun right and let's just keep moving that, like uh, like refocusing it from RTS to third person to third person to first person. And they found something that was, that is like the kernel that is so awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, like do, I, I, we, had a, we, had, we had a question, like do you think uh, from, from Svenny, who was like, do you think this game would be as successful if it was an RTS? And I think the answer is, first of all, no, because... <laughs> How because, could a game be more successful than Halo? Yes, like the, that's the <laughs> obvious answer. But the other one is like, they, they know that it wasn't as fun, right? They were like, if we trust them at all, it's like they are finding what is good here and, and building off of that, right? And I think that's, uh, that's what makes Bungie and Halo special here is that that kernel that they built off of. Yeah, which is Dugan's question also sort of related. He said, despite the flaws and cut corners in the game and knowing what followed for the Halo Halo franchise, this is the greatest success story in the history of video game development and crunching. I mean, like, I don't know that much. I don't know enough about the history of video game development <laughs> and crunching to comment on that, but it's it's really remarkable. And there's like a there's a Leonard Bernstein quote that's like, to achieve great things, two things are needed, a plan and not quite enough time. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I mean, just the, the fucking grinding, the sleeping in the office, the small crew. It's like, it's just like a throwback to how games used to be made, you know, and sort of like, uh, again, related to Doom, sort of the, the two Johns era of just like, we're just like five dudes in a house in louisiana like sleeping on the floor eating pizza and coke for every single meal and just making fucking doom because that's <laughs> awesome you know it's like it sort of is like reminds me of that kind of vibe right yeah, it, was, feel, it was only 40 people which is just seems amazing to me yeah yeah, yeah. the uh the time i the, the crunch i feel like defines so much of what's good it basically defines everything that's good and bad about yeah, this game it does which is they're like okay we don't have enough time to do anything other than make it fun right it just like whatever it is it has to be really fun and then also it's obviously responsible for the you know the terrible level design in so much of the game <laughs> um which i i i remember her dugan after because he finished the game before we did yeah and he was talking about how he was like actually surprisingly disappointed by some of the level design and reuse and i was like it's just it's you know they use the same assets but everything feels pretty different and then especially when you get to the library mission oh which you're God. in the forerunner installation trying to get the codex and you're literally moving between floors and everything's identical you're like getting lost and you're fighting the same enemies coming out of the same vents and waiting for guilty spark to do anything. It's like for, you know, it's like 20 minutes of it's it. It's really it's long. crazy. That's like, that was definitely the least fun part yeah. of the game Yeah, that we made, you know, 
and we kind of lost our heads. I feel like during it, it was like friendly fire was happening more yeah. often, and <laughs> you know, yelling at each other, you know, in jest, yelling at each other about you know taking care of your vent and stuff. But um, I that, think that's where the, we the silliness helps again. I think it's where we stopped. Also, right? Like we, it's probably where everyone naturally like stops their sesh. It's like you get through that. It's like holy shit! Like I need a break. <laughs> like let's finish this tomorrow. You know, because it's just such a grind. Yeah. I feel like I would. I lost my mind. I was like, like I'm still doing this. I, I'm going down another hallway that looks like this, <laughs> shooting flood with my assault rifle as they pour out of the vents. I, I literally was like, did we, did we like start the level over again? Am I yeah. in like a loop? Like what happened? This, it, it's so unbelievably bad. I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, and a, a large part of it is what Danny said, right? Is that because like there are games? I don't nothing immediately comes to mind but there are games where it it can be fun to like learn a space like learn a level figure figure out where to go on your own type of vibe you know which you know the library is but it's not fun when there's no there's no way of figuring it out because everything's identical and there's no indication of anything or map or there's not even a chance to learn the space because it's like the same thing over and over and over again. All the textures are the same. There's no, like, sometimes you go under the tunnel. Sometimes you go through the tunnel and you just have to, like, you're just like a rat in this, like, annoying maze. <laughs> yeah, and then a mission like the Silent Cartographer, you backtrack and you're driving around the same island the whole time. But you get to, like, drive around in the vehicles and there's new enemies. And that's kind of, like, to me, that's like, okay, we don't have any time to build a new level. So... Let's like at least make it fun to kind of go back and forth on this island, you know, searching for the cartographer. And yeah, I mean, we don't need to talk more about the library, I don't think. But it's just like that was a, you know, example of I don't I don't even know why they did it. It was just like this game can't be seven hours long we need we need to add some time let's just have filler let's listen to the to guilty spark whistle and send them up and down the library. Yeah, right. It's like you could. It's yeah, it, they could just do that. Any game could do that, right? Just like we're going to add an hour of content by copy and pasting a hallway over and over again. It's like, yeah, right. It, it's just like unforgivable. It's so <laughs> fucking maybe, bad. Maybe that was fun in RTS. Like maybe it was just a really fun tower, tower defense, defense game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, <laughs> let's just make it first person. This will be cool. And it's like so bad. <laughs> um, and I don't want I don't want to talk too much about the later games, but. Um, I also think that the crunch seems to have defined they, there's so much they weren't able to do in this game that I imagine they wanted to. And once they, you know, they had, well, I think they had like four years before Halo two came out, you know, they had the, this real, they had this chance and seemed to really appreciate it and not take anything for granted, uh, for granted. For granite, um, to not take any granite from from Lowe's, but um, like they built out like a really interesting story and really messed around with, you know, protagonists and um, and what kinds of like thing, you know, the ways you're playing the game. And um, it's yeah, I think it's. Uh, one part of the crunch also and like, is this a good piece of sci fi? I want to like mentioned i don't want to lose this is it's a copy of aliens right it's like yeah this is a stylistic in terms of like a lot of the characters the vibe of like the action for like the the grunts versus the aliens it is like a 
like we've take we're taking these familiar sci-fi concepts and just making this like an action hero movie um and it's just like another thing that's just like kind of lifted and inserted here yeah which you know you do we do what we can (laughs) on a limited budget limited time sure it worked but yeah you mentioned the protagonist Andy, but also i think there's no antagonist it's just like this faceless nameless tower defense for half the game of just like these aliens we don't know why they're mad at us or why we're fighting or why we're in a war there's no bosses there's just like little guys and big guys and everything in between and you just kill everything and it's like i understand there there's a time crunch there but it's it definitely hurts the game in my opinion just that there's there's no like context or main villain or anything like that to anything it's just sort of like everything must go (laughs) yeah cool yeah uh good talking to you guys (laughs) on the on the aliens front though i I'm, i'm curious what you guys think about this because it's not like I mean, it's an aesthetic decision to make it similar to Aliens and and sci-fi and the way it looks and stuff. But one of the things I kept thinking about is like, this game isn't cool, and I mean that in like uh you know the cool kids in middle school type of vibe. Like Doom is like cool, <laughs> even original Doom. It's in hell. It's metal. Even the music was like in 1993 or whatever. Was MIDI metal. And it's just like shredding and gory and bloody and like, you know, shit when you're young that you're just like, this is the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. But Halo is very like adventure and sort of PG and like the aliens are kind of cute and there's no blood. And like, I was just curious what you guys, you know, thought about that. (laughs) Well, there's blue blood, which is cool. That is that is there. It's very American. Mm. and and it's not and that's not cool right it's like very like <laughs> that's true. like like master chief is like the football quarterback right yeah he's like yeah it's true. It, it, <laughs> and i think that's why it's so successful right it's like it is this sort of just like military fantasy where like i don't know don't ask too many questions just like fuck, just gun them down right and you know, I, I I don't know if I want to criticize it so much, but it is like it is definitely a, a notable part of the game, yeah. right? Uh, Milk asks what religion Master Chief is, and I would just say like he's some generic Protestant, <laughs> some milk toast. Like you know, I just like go to church on Sundays, and I'm just very reasonable. And don't ask me about religion because that's a personal question. You know? <laughs> yeah, I like milk. That's not weird. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah yeah very captain america sort of yes there's like, a super captain american-y thing because i the thing that made me like jump to this wasn't even the doom comparison is when i was watching a youtube compilation of alien scenes that halo copied and like alien scenes like it's like come on you motherfucker like you fucking bastards rambo headman on kill everything like oh my god so sick and they were just like no 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 like master chief won't say anything the entire game like it's he's a chiller he just does his job he clocks in clocks out saves the world what's next <laughs> like yeah no it's it's true he's he's so safe right he's mm. such a safe character yeah uh, 
Do, mm. do you know like why they did that? Why they they didn't make him talk? My my assumption is like they just wanted him to be like sort of a silent protagonist. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, it's a Gordon. It's a Gordon situation. Yeah. Um, but I know that in the later games, he becomes more, he becomes more and more of a character every game. Um, to oh, the point okay. where it's like a total joke in the new ones, in my in my opinion. Oh, really? Like in, in Halo Four and Five, he's like talking all the time, and it's oh, what the hell? So it's so stupid. He's because because yeah, you have a really generic super soldier character who is now also saying really stupid generic things. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, right, that I mean, sucks. Right, that's kind of the. I mean, that's kind of why he's like useful in like a universe context, right? He's like he doesn't talk, he doesn't ask questions, he follows orders. Right. I think that's like. It's not necessarily the most interesting story, but it's like sort of why it works, especially as a video game. Like yeah. your AI tells you to do something and you do it. Like, yeah, it's like Robocop more than right, it is, right. you know, another action movie. It's not really any humanity in this person at all. It's just like wake him from this pod and say, like, we need you to go kill everyone and save the world. And he's like, I'm on it, chief. Like when now or yeah, when just tell me where and when I'll go. <laughs> Did the manual say how long he had been in cryosleep? Um, not long because I I think he, the Spartan they the, he's the last Spartan leaving Reach. I, I think right. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. He's the, he's he's not. I don't think he's the last Spartan at that point. Yeah, the remaining um, Spartan oh, two, okay. known only by his rank of Master Chief, was stored in a cryosleep chamber upon the Pillar of Autumn shortly before the ship made a blind jump across the galaxy in a desperate effort to lead the Covenant away from Earth. The Master Chief is easily the best soldier aboard the Pillar of Autumn, but many of the human military's finest also called the ship home. <laughs> like even that flavor text is like he's the sickest, like blah blah. But like, hey, the other soldiers are doing their best. I'm like, yeah, what? What is this, third grade? Give me a break. Just say that he's the fucking best and the champion of the world. Like, uh, I don't know. It's just so funny. That's awesome. Yeah, I think there's one. Uh, I, I know I know of one other Spartan in the lore who I think is alive at the same time. Oh, okay. Um, gotcha. But he's on like a, or Different he dies. Or he might die very soon after, but he he gets off reach. Um, it's just funny that they put him in cryosleep and then immediately wake him wake up. Wake him up, yeah. <laughs> He didn't even hit REM sleep yet. Yeah. 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 Cortana is the soul of the game, right? And I think she is like really well written. And I I think her voice act the voice actor who plays her is just amazing. Uh like I think she just stands up over everybody and like she has a lot of uh character and I really enjoy her. Like, especially I was like, you know, the last mission she has like it's like kind of tongue-in-cheek with her master chief i feel like over like rapport is developing <laughs> yeah and i don't know i just i really enjoyed her despite i think the rest of the game is kind of just bad story-wise yeah. yeah and they again i feel like they just they found everything good about their game and their development style in this game and built on it in the future and like cortana is such a you know is ba- essentially the main character in two and three yeah yeah um so and and again, once one after Halo Three, everything falls apart because it just becomes so obsessed with their relationship and to their their connection uh, to each I other. See. But um, yeah, you, do you know who Cortana is? No. Does that does it say that in the manual? Uh, what do you probably. mean? She, she's an AI. She's the, the AI. But that, like, what? She's like a clone of 
they're like best scientists. She's like an AI backup, basically. No, that's definitely not in the lore of the first game. No, it's not. Okay, I, yeah, I was curious if, they, if it said it. <laughs> that's so uh. stupid. <laughs> well, she's she's like a hyper powered version, but like she is a uh, her huh. spirit is. Stop she ruining shares a spirit. It's Halo Sorry. C yeah, for me, this, re- this retcon <laughs> is making me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, another like big topic that I kind of want to like jump back to also is just. We, I actually didn't play any this time around, but I definitely played it when it came out. It's just the multiplayer. Um, this, along with like putting, you know, console FPSs on the map, other than Goldeneye, this is pretty much like the only other one that mattered at the time. The multiplayer, I think, while it was still, it was already big on PC, FPS multiplayers like Quake and Quake 2 and Unreal Tournament, like all these games. It came out years before Halo, but Halo bringing that to the console with like a little bit of aim assist and like just like linking Xboxes together in dorm rooms and stuff is what people were doing. Playing, you know, huge like 8v8 sort of team competitive modes, I think was completely new for like pop culture, I almost want to say. You know, like people who had PCs and were gaming online were me. They were just like nerds with older brothers who were super into video games, whatever. But the average person with who maybe had a console or maybe didn't, this was a whole new world for them. And then I think as the games grew, you know, Halo 2 and Halo 3, they were on Xbox Live. Everyone had one. Like everyone I knew had an Xbox, had Halo had a headset for the first time and would like log on with their friends, group up, play together online. Like this whole new world opened up to the console pop video game world that wasn't there. And I think that's another really important part of Halo. Yeah. I mean, the, the multiplayer is in from like a, I, I think like, I yeah I'm trying to think if I want to I don't I don't you just said everything perfectly I'm gonna say (laughs) that the 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 combat loop is like specifically what is why the multiplayer is also so good in my opinion right is like that all carries over into multiplayer uh the shields the health um the tactics of having only two weapons uh at changing how you play all that stuff is just like that's all multiplayer is and right. I think that's why, like, the multiplayer is one of the reasons it's so successful, in addition to, like, being accessible for everyone all of a sudden. Um, all the best parts of Halo are contained there. And I j- just think that it, it was just, like, such an incredible, uh, uh, like, powerful force for, right. like, casual gamers or hardcore gamers, even. They leveraged... In campaign and multiplayer, they leveraged weapon imbalance really well, too, I think. So, like, the rocket launcher is better than the plasma pistol. Now, you only have eight shots at best, so it it, it, bal- it self-balances that way. But the multiplayer is also affected by this where there's a rocket launcher in the middle of Blood Gulch. So you've got to run out wide in the open to get the rocket launcher. But if you do, you've got, you know, five or six guaranteed kills later when you can get to the enemy base or something. And uh, that's true of the flamethrower and the sniper rifle. Um, 
and it creates all these interesting moments and fights around the maps and that that you know that is true in halo 2 and 3 there's no loadouts you don't uh you don't pick your class or your perks or anything like that it's everyone starts with the same guns there are guns and overshields and active camouflage all around the map good luck and vehicles and uh yeah it's it, it adds such an interesting dynamic to it forces the fights to move around the map and forces you to play differently around someone who it's like oh they they got the rocket launcher we've got to play way back and just try to dodge right it's weird like <clears throat> i i would actually like to like read a book about this or or something like that but i just i was i was thrown off personally because i was one of those people who was grinding quake quake 2 quake 3 unreal tournament counter strike way before I played Halo online. And those games are just, you know, mouse and keyboard. It's the aiming and all that stuff is just way ahead of console gaming at that point. It's like a weird moment in time. But then again, counterbalanced by everyone you know has Xbox and only a few freaks like you are on IRC playing competitive Counter-Strike, right? So later in college, I didn't like bring my tower to college I just, you know, my roommate, shout out to Derek, had an Xbox and we would log on and play with Hayden, shout out to Hayden, and play Halo 3 online with all the headsets and it was fucking sick. But like, it it was weird going back to Halo now, playing it on mouse and keyboard and being like, wow, this game's old. Like, this is not, this is not Quake 3. Like, Quake 3 is... 50 times faster and just way more of like a computer competitive computer game like cpl fatality like all that shit that was happening back then is like miles ahead of what halo one was you know yeah i don't i didn't play quake at all but there's something like i think one of the reasons we like overwatch on console is because it it's sort of like this like rocket league vibe it's sort of like (laughs) almost like a party game kind of thing yeah like the assault rifle, right? It's like, you don't really have to be that good at aiming. Like, can you fit the person in this big circle? Yeah. Right. Like, and you'll like, obviously like if you are really good with a sniper rifle, you'll be amazing. But there are certain elements of it. That's like, it makes it much more accessible on console. Um, And I think that's like part of how it was successful. Cause you could still like hold down the charge pistol and fire it. And it will just seek onto the person or the, the needler. Right, there are different ways of playing than just being like, "Do you have the best aim?" And the person with the best aim wins. Right. Yeah. No. And that's that's a great job by them right. to make it. You know, to not try and be those games. You know, like Unreal Tournament sold a million copies, says Google. You know, Halo sold fucking five times that or something. You know, and it, like I said, it was it was really a pop moment for gaming. It was. Like when you see videos of when Halo 2 was like getting released, it's like every news channel was talking about Halo, like real news, not video game news. <laughs> every like store had like giant countdowns from the moment that Halo 2 was coming out. Like it was a huge, huge thing, sort of in a similar way to Doom, but even way, way more at this point than, than anything that was before it. Yeah, and I, I would also touch on, you mentioned it a little bit, but split screen, and obviously that had a huge Im- implication for the campaign, and it's just, it is the way to play all these games is in co-op, yeah. and especially local co-op, but then 
the split screen, being able to play split screen online multiplayer and split screen system link, you could play four people on system link uh, on each console. So yeah, especially in like a dorm situation, a dorm room situation where you have not, maybe not that many Xboxes. It's like, as long as you have enough controllers, you can get a ton of people in and, uh, it's a land party, except you don't have to do anything. You don't right? have to <laughs> drive your tower, yeah. monitor, mouse, keyboard over to mom, someone's house. Mom, drive my computer over. Which is, of course, what I was doing. But yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and I think it was also this great thing that Microsoft Microsoft definitely facilitated with the Xbox and then the 360 of making it really easy for people to play with each other online and in the same room. You know, it was really easy in Halo 3. You could just sign in as four guests or yeah. three guests on yeah. one person's Xbox live account and play f- all four of you in four V four, like SWAT or Slayer or whatever it was. And, you know, it's amazing how much Microsoft backtracked on that with the Xbox one. Um, but yeah, there's just an amazing thing about the, those games is just like, so it was really fun and it was so easy to have fun yeah. with other yeah. people by design. Man. I think you nailed it also, Teddy, when you said it's sort of like a party game vibe. Everything Danny just described, like, that's exactly what we're talking about. You you fucking come home drunk in college, it's three in the morning, like, let's fucking, let's play some Halo, you know? Like, it's just like, it's right there, it's so easy, it's so seamless. I want to know what marketing asshole was like, okay, I'm going to kill split screen forever, everyone needs a dedicated xbox live account to even like sign in or you can't play together like oh god so bad but yeah i talked i spoke to one of my older brothers who's less of a gamer um doesn't you know not that into games and but he's six years older than me so by the time halo 2 came out you know he was 23 or something like that like tail end of college or just after college and he the way he described it he was like yeah it was just like a game changer he's like the fact that i could like call my friend and be like, should we log on? And I would put my headset and I'm like talking to Luke and like, we could just play. And I'm like, yeah, like that, that feeling of like the first time you, <laughs> I don't know, do that when you're younger is what everyone else felt when Halo 2 came out. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, I also think it's interesting how many people you talk to about whether or not they played this game. And we've been doing this in discord and so many people like Doug, you know, it's like, I, it's a game I played at my friends' houses. Yeah. Which it was for me too. Me too. Just because, you know, my parents would not buy a game, like a game as violent as Halo for me. So I would go to, I remember there's this guy I went to school with who I didn't really like very much, but he had Halo 2. And I would go over and literally be like, let's play Halo all day today. <laughs> and he'd be like, do you want to go outside? I'm like, no, let's keep playing Halo. <laughs> and I got, I, it was funny because I got really good at Halo only playing at other people's houses. Like I never, I didn't own yeah. it until uh, probably a couple of years after Halo 3 came out. I feel like maybe, maybe sooner than that, but um, I never had Halo 2, certainly. I, n- I never but owned so many any people's of experiences them. like that. Yeah, I never owned any of them. And yeah. I've played a million hours of Halo. Yeah. 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 It's the first time I've owned Halo. Yeah, right now is the yep. first time. It's so <laughs> yeah. it's such a fucking like cultural thing. It's so wild. Everyone's played it. Everyone's played online. Like it's just crazy. Yeah, and there's nothing. I you know I was looking at Dugan's question of a uh, is oh sorry not Dugan Milk's question of is this an innovation or just a capitalization on previous games achievements? And it's there's not that much about this game that is crazy revolutionary. 
um, especially in terms of the way it's played. It's like, you know, it's technically very well done um, and obviously pushed the industry forward and graphics and voice acting and, you know, and visual storytelling maybe. But um, it's, it's like impact is so huge. Ridiculously huge. And I don't, I, you know, I guess it's not an innovation, but there's something about it that it was just, it's, it just, you know, just cat, it was this, this catalyst after, you know, post GoldenEye and post Quake and everything. It's just, yeah, it's great. Right. It does, it does enough right at the right time in the right setting, right? It's, yeah. um, like if this was a bad game to play, like if it felt bad to shoot guns and like the combat wasn't satisfying, it wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't be successful that that also if it was came out on pc i don't think it would be nearly as successful right there's 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 a lot happening to make this the most successful game it's just like the perfect storm and a lot that seems to happen a lot with a lot of the games you talk about where like the tech advances at the right time or even the tech sort of like defines the style of the game right that was definitely the case with the doom games it was just like you know, can we make it faster? Oh my God, can we play against each other? You know, it's all this advancing of tech that leads to like, oh, this is a new game. And yeah, it just seems like right time, right place, right system, you know, right partner in Microsoft. And like, it was just like all of that stuff just coming together to be a huge game. I also think this <clears throat> catapulted Bungie into this really interesting position in the mm. gaming industry, which you guys would be able to speak to this better than I could, I can, I think, but I feel like people loved Bungie. When Halo 3 was out, there was this whole culture built around Bungie. Everyone had their Bungie.net profiles and yeah, were on the forums true. and were tracking each other's stats and there was file share in Halo 3 and this was... They were like the people's game company. It felt like they were, you know, they had community directors way before anyone else and um, kind of like set the standard and how the game, how developers should communicate with their player base and take their feedback and put a lot of tools into their hands. And this game, like very, it's just amazing that this game is what really did it and let Bungie led Bungie into this position. And it's, I also think it's like a testament to Microsoft yeah. as a publisher that they just let Bungie develop this amazing identity and Bungie never uh, with the Halo series. I mean, Halo has fallen off so hard, but they it was not on their watch. Like they built this awesome series from start to finish, built on all the things that I think really made this game and those games special, and then you know walked away from it at the perfect time. Right. Okay. Um, we're getting a little too positive here. I'm going to bring this back down a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Bring us yeah, bring back good, down. Yeah. Good. Um. I think deathmatch is one of the worst things to happen in competitive games. Um, I I don't know. Is Quake comp- deathmatch? Those old games are mostly one v one games. One v one. Okay. So it was one v one, and it was all about like the at least the way it was played in the competitive levels. One v one, and it was it was like sort of about map control, right? So it's similar to what Danny was talking about. Well, there's like an an overcharge armor and a rocket launcher and a shotgun and people would have the timings down to everything. And like, so say I take a one nil lead a one, one zero kill lead or whatever. And then I'm bunny hopping to when okay, the next Cortana. Yeah. yeah. Alon has a fantasy soccer podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, then I'm, I'm, and then I'm like, 
I have the time in my head and when the rocket launcher is going to spawn and I'm bunny hopping to there and I know where they're going to come from is more like that. Right. I think there, there are a couple of problems I think I have with deathmatch. Like one, I think the big issue is snowballing or just the better player is so in such a huge advantage over other people. Like I think Halo's shield, I keep saying over shield, but just their, the charging, the the recharging shield. Uh, because every encounter, if you get that person down to that, if you kill their whole shield and then die, that person is back to full health. Yeah. Right. You never get to chip away at them versus like, um, you know, other like Counter-Strike is kind of the gold standard for me, but it's like when you do damage that person, that that stays until they die that round. Right. Um, they are now much more vulnerable. So every fight, if you do. 50% 50% damage to someone and they do 100% damage to you, you'll never kill them. Right? To me <laughs> yeah. that's like yeah. really yeah. really frustrating as a worst player to always be beaten by your younger brother in Halo. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. I never thought I never thought about that and yes, uh, sorry, you can you can finish. And yeah, I mean no no, what were you going to say if I, I was going to say that actually in Halo 1 you do have health which can dwindle, but you obviously still have the shield, but then they get rid of health in Halo 2 and 3. Wow, uh, I didn't remember so, that. Yeah, so it's even more subject to that problem. Yeah, and like in Goldeneye, for example, you you can keep getting the armor, right? So you get, you get damage down, and if they don't clear your entire armor and start chipping away at your health, you can just pick the body armor back up after you kill them. So it just results in like me just camping body armor because like I have no integrity when I would just be at my friend's houses and just, you know, getting the RCP 90 and sitting on the body armor and murdering at them and then getting it again, people being like, you're so good at this game. And like, I, I guess I was good, but I was just like just better enough that I would never die. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and like that to me is really shitty. I also think like if you play a multiplayer death match with like 12 people um, and it's like a free for all or, you basically just run away with the game as a really good person because your your health is just regenerating and you're just kind of like picking off everybody. It just like doesn't it's like a it's much more of a party game and much less of like a serious game. And I think like Call of Duty's probably the worst thing that ha- ever happened to video games. Wow. Like, <laughs> and I think it's because they really lean into this deathmatch and really lean into like kill streaks, right? You were in Call of Duty, the better you do, the, if you get five kills in a row, you get rewarded with like, you get better radar or you get like an airstrike and you get more kills. And it's like this, it's like a further uh, entrenchment of being a better player. And it feels really good when you're doing that, but it feels terrible to lose. Uh, it's sort of like you're like chasing that high of being the best player in a server or something. And uh I, I just always think Counter-Strike is the absolute best competitive game ever because you have to push objectives, right? You have to go to a certain place. Like Halo, you can literally just sit somewhere and if someone's more aggressive than you, you can just basically like just totally cheese them, right? You can, not always, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I take that back. Like it's, you can just... um I'll just stick with Counter-Strike, which is you have to push an objective and people defend it. It's variable what you can do. And then 
you're when you die, you're dead for the round, right? And like it makes everything that you do matter versus like deathmatch. It's like it's like you're di- dead, and it's like okay, I just can't kill anyone and get my kill count up here. And I think that's just just like a really strain. It it, it should be like kind of like a side mode that like people yeah, yeah. play sometimes, but somehow it became like the main way to play competitive shooters for most people. Yeah, but and, what I was going to add on there is, is again, re- rehashing what you said about the party game, right? Because when I'm young and I'm playing Quake 3 Rocket Arena and it's just like 4v4 rocket launchers only, I'm not thinking about like, this is imbalanced. They just keep getting the armor. Like I'm just like having fun shooting rocket launchers, rocket jumping and then rocket launching the enemy and like... You know, and then same with Halo, just running around, like trying to hit like six snipes. Like I'm in the vehicle. This is crazy. Like I'm not considering the balancing of the game because I'm just having fun split screen with my friends and it doesn't really matter. But yeah, objectively from a competitive standpoint, I would never, ever play a deathmatch game now. I'm so uninterested in playing one now. Like friends who play, I have friends who play COD still. And I'm just like, no, I'm not gonna get caught. Like you, I've got shipped a free newest COD because a friend of a friend works there, and they're like, we want to play with you, and they sent me a free new COD for PlayStation Four, and I played like two times. I was like, I'm sorry, this is just so ass. Like, I just can't, I can't do it. I'm sorry, this is just not a good game. Yeah, it's important to point out that this game came out two years before the first Call of Duty. Right. So the influence is definitely there. Um, I also think part of what your your criticism is, uh, I think, borne out in the way the game is mostly played in multiplayer now, which is everyone just plays Blood Gulch, the which is you know the iconic Halo One multiplayer map. This this giant cliff surrounded valley that you're in, two bases. It's normally capture the flag, and you have a bunch yeah. of vehicles, but that one is just so it's so hectic. There's banshees and scorpions and warthogs and snipers and rocket launchers and everything that it it doesn't you can still dominate, but there's just you know, eventually you get the scorpion and even if they have a sniper, you'll just kill them, you know. <laughs> um, but the other smaller, more arena style maps like when Milk and I played, it was like so lame. It was like so boring. And it's like when we played um whatever that new portal game is called that came out that free to play uh you know what i'm talking about what's it called uh i have a gate gateway oh that game yeah 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 Warpgate or something um fuck i can't believe i don't know the name yeah is it on steam but yeah while you look at while you look it up it's we played we played like four or five games it's like well i'm never playing this again yeah it's like that was kind of fun but so but also extremely boring split gate yeah it's like they added an interesting mechanic to the a most the most boring game. game mode in existence and this is what I always loved this about Halo Reach was the big game mode they added was called Invasion and it was like this awesome objective based mode where you like pushed into different almost like campaign style map areas and when I saw that Halo Infinite was like totally built around Slayer I was like this is so fucking stupid and oh and the other thing about halo and this is not i don't know how much has happened in the first ones but then like forge and halo 3 creating your own custom games and weird maps and things to do was always more fun than 4v4 slayer with your your friends who are the best Mm -hmm. of the game yeah i 
Right. I, I think like, especially when you're younger, these things matter less. Like I think when I played, yeah. I didn't know Counter-Strike was 5v5 until I was like 18 or something <laughs> like that. Like I played like Scout's Knives when I played Counter-Strike, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like I was just Ice like, Ice World, yeah, which yeah, is I'm, basically yeah. Deathmatch. Right. I'm just <laughs> like, I, yeah, I don't know. It's a game where you have guns and you shoot, you click on the head. But like, <laughs> yeah, maybe because I've, as I've gotten older or like been, you know, I'm not the best anymore. And so it sucks to get dominant like, right, shit right. on by other people. But yeah, it's just, you, you see all the holes uh, now, maybe because we have, we have exposure to other modes. Yeah. It's funny when I think back to my friend in college, who I played the most with my friend, Steve, there was like some iconic Halo three level. Maybe, you know, the name of it anywhere. Like there was a bridge in the middle as like two bases and a bridge in the middle that you have to cross, like get into their base. And me and Steve would have so much fun 2v2ing on that map. And then sometimes we would just play people who just had shotguns and cheese in their own base. And we would just lose every time. We're just like, fuck, they're shotgun cheesing, you know? And like, Again, like I'm younger, I care less, you know, whatever. I'm in college, it's for fun. So, whatever, you move on and you play again, and the next game's fun. But yeah, like now, if I had that experience, I'd be like, oh, this game is really stupid and broken, and there's other better games out there. I would right, never play this. Are they gonna this. fix this? Are they gonna yeah, like <laughs> they have to patch the shotgun? It's obviously <laughs> OP, you know. <laughs> I mean, when I saw, I actually did watch a little bit of competitive Halo CE, like back in the day when it came out, and it was just only human pistol. No one else ever used any other gun. They would just dominate like an area of the map with a lot of grenade spawns and human pistol from that area, and they're constantly throwing grenades. <laughs> like, because this game is just, I mean, this weapon is just so overpowered. It doesn't matter like how many needle or shots you hit with me, I just two shot you with my pistol. <laughs> Human pistol, dude. Is this, Human pistol. Is this game all about the grenades? So much of it, yeah. I think that's the best part of the game. I think that, like... The grenades are so fun. Yeah. Okay, cool. Sticky grenades oh. are just genius. It's so good. They're so funny. <laughs> yeah, they're also hysterical, yeah. Like, I've they're funny, them. they're cool. Like, when you get hit with a... When you get hit with a sticky grenade and you're just, like... I'm going to die. <laughs> right? Like that experience is just unbelievable. It's, it's just so beautiful. Good. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to make peace with this moment because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm dead. Gone. I'm dead. Or when you say I'm stuck and then you run, you accidentally run towards a lawn and a lawn accidentally runs towards you. I was literally yelling at Shane today, stay away from me. I was like, stay away from me. Stay away from me. Cause he stuck that, but I didn't tell him he's stuck or anything. Just screaming, stay away from me. <laughs> Or like when you stick an enemy and they run, they charge you and stuff. It's just like, yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. many funny moments. And when you stick an enemy and it's a grunt and they're scared of you and they run into the back of Covenant and kill all the enemies. It's also so good. Yeah. And that's and, another and thing. Flu- and flushing them out. Yeah. 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 That's another thing that they did. They continue to do so well throughout the series. The grenades are just always, have always been the, uh, love it. The lifeblood love of it. the combat. Whew. That's a podcast, folks. Yeah. Oh, can we talk about the graphics? And the remaster? And Yeah, yeah, quick. Can we do a quick touch on the remaster? Yeah, talk yeah. to me. Well, one, game looks amazing for 2001 and for having no time. It's pretty I nuts. I agree. Um, I, I don't know what... I, I can't think of a game that looks better from that year. But um, 
the remaster mostly sucks mostly really bad yeah they just mostly, made everything really bright and not cool it's and like just, te- they added just added tons of textures yeah. to everything it's yeah like, well, so sometimes weird. i actually like some of the textures they had but a lot of times like if you're in a base that's just generic over and over again it'll be like paint stripes everywhere it's like to give it more character i'm like it just looks insane it looks like i'm like in a candy cane base or something yeah. it's like it's not texture right it's like it's like i don't know yeah it's it's terrible yeah. yeah, there's also some really weird audio issues that I don't know if it's the remaster yeah. or the original. Like we couldn't hear shit. Couldn't hear. Also, the I music doesn't play all the time. Yeah, the music was really glitchy. The cue cueing of the music was really inconsistent. We're like, Danny and I are like, we know that this is like an epic, amazing part, and there should be music playing, and it doesn't play. And then five minutes later, we hear like some drums beginning, and we're like, oh the. Where were these timpanis when I was fucking <laughs> driving over the cliff? Like, <laughs> yeah, and that's something I get. I don't know if it was, yeah. So I should have said this at the beginning that we all played the PC Master Chief right. Collection, right, right, um, and we played with original graphics. But um, <laughs> Hayden, Hayden, calm yeah. down. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if this was a problem in, like, if there's it's a problem on the Xbox, but. Uh, Definitely Probably something that was. there's no issue in Halo 2 and 3 with. Like, the music is so well done. So, um, Marty did a... Gr- I mean, the music's sick when it does play. So, yeah. great job, Marty. It is. It is. The music is amazing. It really is. It's, the main... That main theme of, like... It's so sick. He, so wrote, he wrote that in, four, like, four days before the Mac demo. Because, like, we need music to play during it. Oh and that God. song... The early version of that song plays. So, he... Again, it's like they had no time and they just, whatever thing they did was so good. That's crazy. Except the level design. <laughs> Except for some of the things, yeah. Yeah. What about um? Well, we we kind of did talk about Spenny's question about the explosion of multiplayer first-person shooters, right? Yeah, that yeah, all my definitely. whole thing about Call of Duty and Deathmatch was was that was from Spenny's question. So thank you, Spenny, for that question because I think that that was my most fruitful journey until um, actually. I'll touch on the red versus blue question real oh, quick. Oh yeah, what about that? Which was how much do you think the Machinima series Red versus Blue had an effect on the popularity of the series and? I don't think red versus blue in particular did very much for the series necessarily, but it's kind of like what I was saying before, or we're all saying that this was like such a cultural piece and things like red versus blue just, you know, enhance that feeling of community and the culture built around the game and rooster teeth for rooster teeth as a whole, you know, had a huge role in that. That's the, that was the YouTube channel that made red versus blue and then became an actual media company. Um, like that employed employed like more than a hundred people. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a part of that ecosystem that, uh, and I don't know how, yeah, I don't know how much it contributed to 
expanding the popularity of the series. I think I think it mostly it served to strengthen fans and players' connection to Bungie right. and to the game, to the community. Right. And Red versus Blue is great. How do you rank this uh, this campaign compared to the other Halos, Danny? It's definitely it's definitely the worst of the three. Oh, um, yeah, Halo one, two, three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember Halo two as being the most compelling, uh, but I mean, the campaigns it's the silliest and like really fun to just mess around with your yeah. friends. Halo two is impossible. And like on legendary, there's tons of just like one shot headshot moments that oh, God. you have to deal with, which again, co-op makes a lot less frustrating. And then, um, but yeah, I mean, they're all, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's like saying, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I loved it, but it's, it's definitely not as good. I mean, they, they did choose better a favorite child right now. Yeah. And like one of them definitely sucks, but <laughs> I love him. I love him all the same. <laughs> and without him, we wouldn't have two and three. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Again, I can see all the pieces that came together yeah. later. So I love yeah. it for that also. Yeah. That this, I, I can't get away from just how much of a sandbox this game is. It is really just, here's a giant level and like, these are how the physics work <laughs> and you probably have enough ammo and here we go. You know, there's no story. It's just like, up, oh, like flip your war dog and die, like respawn immediately. Like <laughs> blow your teammate up, respawn immediately. Like it's just like, they're just like, it's can I just, drop that gap? I'm yeah, go exactly. <laughs> Dude, I, there's a bunch of my clips are just me trying to like get out of a banshee and you kind of like jump out of the back of it and I'm like, on an edge and I just fall and I'm just like, oh fuck, I'm dead. And then I just respawn immediately and get right back into the bench. Like it's it's just like yeah, they, they nailed the the sandbox and fun part of it so much. Um should wow. we do ratings? Yeah, yeah. I think it's ratings time, right? Yes. Love it. Let's do it. Um let's do it. Okay, so Real quick, this is yeah, yeah. This is inspired by the Michelin rating system, <laughs> where one is what's that? No, no, go, go, go. Where it's a three star system, three out of three. One is you'd, uh, you should stop to stop at this restaurant uh, if it's on your way. Two is go out of your way on a trip to go to the restaurant, and three is make a special trip just to just to eat at this restaurant. So, Alon, if you were to describe the sense, the sensory experience of this game, what would you... Wow, would that's you really it? hard, actually. Um, it's, it's probably a two, I think. Like, uh, there's, there are, like, the glitches that Danny mentioned that's not a three. There's the repetitiveness of some of the levels that's certainly not a three, but there's also, like, a lot of stuff that even now is cool, like, the light bridge and when you drive over that and like the plasma grenades and how they blow up and the physics and again, like the music, it's a weird one because I didn't really enjoy the music in game that much because there was like, it was too quiet or didn't come in at the right time. And then when I listened to the soundtrack outside of the game, I was like, this fucking bangs and is so good, you know? So yeah, I think that's solid too. Cool. I also gave it a two. So I, uh, for pretty much the same reasons, I think there's a lot of good, but yeah, it's definitely not. There's enough. Not that's not perfect. Yeah. Um, 
I think it's a one for me. I just think like it's all pretty good, but like not that exciting to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the music, like I, I, I would say the music is my favorite part of the game. Like I woke up the other day just with the, <laughs> da, 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 da. and i was like okay yeah this music's this music's cool yeah. uh, even though it's not the best song but it's just like stuck in my head i was like uh just thought it was thought it was funny but yeah it's just i, I don't know it's not and it maybe it's just going back and playing it like i did think like the halo ring when you first land very looks, sick was looks really cool but there are m- while there are a few moments where i'm like this is amazing like even in the all graphics i'm like this is so cool uh like those the scale, like in your background there, Alon, like the way the ring, the like gets smaller, and you can see the the terrain going up. It, I just thought that was just like uh, incredible. But yeah, then there's the library, the library, or the, <laughs> the, like the first level where you're just walking. Yeah, the through first the level's ass. the last yeah. level where you're just walking through brown wall after brown wall. It's like this is the worst thing ever. Made. <laughs> so like so I, you have to dock a point yeah yeah, yeah so uh there's some cool stuff to check out but yeah i wouldn't about, stay for long what about fun though teddy um fun i i i would say two it's a two yeah um i do think like it's hard because like co-op is like even the bad yeah. parts are good yeah right like but there were times where i was like i can't play anymore like after library there were a few levels where it was just like I I can't shoot the shit with you anymore while shooting Flood. It's just, like, too brutal. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's too scary, is what you mean, right? Too scary. Yeah, <laughs> I was very scared. Uh, yeah, so two for me. I, I had a two for the exact same reasons. Like, with the caveat that with Danny, I had a three... <laughs> Because, like, the amount of clips and, like, laughing in a nine-hour, 20-year-old game is unbelievable. It's unprecedented. But, yeah, like, exactly what you said. Just after the library, I was like, dude, we, we need a break. Like, I need to <laughs> just breathe air and do anything other than this. Like, do you want to play League? Like, can we just do anything else? Like, so it can't be a three for me, but very fun game. Yeah, I, th- I, I originally scored it as a three, but now that I'm thinking about it, I think... My benchmark is like Little Big Planet is a three, and this is not quite as much fun as Little Big Planet today. So I think it's a it's a solid two. Similar thing. It's like I don't just want to play the Halo campaign all day, no. right? Like, like I wouldn't jump in and play it, right now, right? Like, sit me in front of Zelda, like Ocarina of Time, and I will literally just like run around that world or Mario sixty four, right? Like, I'll just I'll just go and go. It's like just so satisfying um but yeah i can't i can't sit and play the campaign all day yeah um and then recommend which is what 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 were our criteria for this again recommend was like one you'd recommend to someone who likes fps games to recommend to a gamer and three recommend to just anyone just must play this game even if you don't play video games right something like that yes yes I have a really hard time with this for Halo. Because, right? like, if I have a friend who I play Counter-Strike with or a friend I play Overwatch with or a friend I play PUBG with, I'm still not going to be like, you should play original Halo. <laughs> that just won't ever happen. So I, I guess I'm saying zero, but even though I 
recognize the importance and greatness of and like impact that the game had. I just I just don't really think I'd recommend this to anybody. Hmm. It, is yeah, that I, is that too harsh? Uh, maybe I'm like interpreting it wrong. No, I, I actually think this brings up a really good thing that I've been thinking of that I haven't I don't have a coherent opinion on, but there are certain games that are like products of their time and yes. you just can't go back and enjoy them the same way. And like Doom is a game like I can never, ever go back and play. Like I've tried uh, original so, Doom. Yeah, original yeah. Doom. It's yeah. just like it's like pushing the boundaries of what's capable, what people think is possible and exciting people in that time. Like I could go back and play like old strategy games or old RTSs so easily. Like I go back and play Starcraft, no problem. Uh, You know, it's janky. There's some weird things about it. But like, yeah, I I can't imagine like at the time, not saying anything but like three. Everyone has to play this game. Yes. At the time, it's a three. No question. And that's why that's kind of why I was having a hard time. right? Right. At the time, it's the most fun, the most important game on console. Right. But now I'm just like, no, you know, like uh, it's 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 like recommending it's like if you watch a movie and didn't really like it, but everyone says it's the most important movie for a genre or for a style or for a performance or, you know, a directorial moment or something like that, where it's like, well, I didn't really like that, but I recognize the importance of it or something. And you would never recommend that movie to somebody, right? You just be like, it's almost like I did the work. I saw that movie. I understand where it came from, but I'm not like, you know, Ian, like you want to replay the Halo campaign with me? Like, (laughs) no. (laughs) Can we play anything else? (laughs) Interesting. So I don't know. Maybe I'm being too harsh, but that's, that's, that's how I'm interpreting our rating system. And I'd love you for it. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think we've talked about this as well. Like, I, there are certain Hitchcock movies where, like, I would be like, you have to go watch this movie. It's amazing. Like, it basically was made yesterday. Like, yeah, it just, right. like, uh, there's some weird things about it, but all the characters, all the writing, it's just yeah. really, like, it, it's contemporary feeling where I wouldn't say that about a lot of other old movies, which are just, like, homework that you need to do. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So what are you giving it, Teddy? Uh, I, I would say one, because, like, if you, I think it's, like... If you like we, FPSs. Yeah, like, explore the history of this. Like, even if it's not always fun, I think you'll find it interesting to, like, That's fair. go back and see. Like, I That's did, fair. right? I, I think it was... I'm really glad I went back and played the campaign, which I never really did. hmm Danny? I think... The co I feel like the co-op introduces a weird uh variable to this. Like that's true. I um I would probably give it a maybe a one if someone was gonna play it for solo play. I'd say like if you're a hardcore FPS gamer, like I think it's worth playing through and it's short enough that you'll like have a good time and kind of get to experience that game and connect with people about it. But uh like for me it's like if I would recommend that if you have a friend who's down, like you should play Halo one, two and three in order. Like, uh, that's, that's basically a three for me. Um, so I I think I'm, I think I'm just going to settle on two for recommend as well, which is 
you know, you know what you're getting into and definitely play it co-op. But um, yeah, it's just a weird one because like I agree with everything that both of you said, even though we all gave different scores. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like what we said. It's like what we said with Subnautica. It's like every game would be better with co-op except for like Slender and Amnesia. It's just like these. So it automatically gets a huge boost yeah, no matter how bad it boost. is. Right, like Dugan played it, right, while we were playing it. And he just beat two also. But he played it with his wife. Like, if he's just a single dude living in Brooklyn, he's probably not just soloing through both of those games. But having the co-op and, like, just enhancing everything, you know. They they beat two before we even, you know, played two. They were just like, that was awesome. Let's play more. <laughs> it's a fun activity that I'd like to do more. Yeah. Right, and I don't think... Like, I don't think we should be hesitant to be like, co-op just makes everything better, therefore it's getting higher praise from us, right? Like, if yeah. that's a really good way to make games fun, everyone should be doing it. Yes. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. And, like, and I, which is what I think, right? I just think, like, co-op is supreme. Uh, it's just, like, the most fun thing about games and always has been. Yeah. Um, so... I think we're just we're just reiterating that here, and there's no we. I don't think we need to hedge on that fact. Yeah, the one thing that you just reminded me of that I meant to talk about earlier, but I didn't in the uh, PC versus console era. Another special thing about Halo is that um, I don't know. There's I think the pandemic sort of brought this into light for me. To be honest, not to be like too serious, but like okay, dude, chill. Pl- <laughs> it's a video pl- game podcast. But playing. Playing games online with your friends, like we all do now on Discord with your friends, is does not replace social interaction, right? Pandemic in the height of everything when like no one fucking went outside or whatever, I would just fucking play with you guys all day. We would just play eight hours of whatever we're currently playing at the time, and I'd be like, cool, I hung out with my friends all day. But it doesn't actually replace the like human need for social interaction and like the feedback response you get from being with a person in person, you know, in IRL, but couch co-op, like back when this came out, like it actually does, you know, like it's, it's an actual social event and a, a hang and a fun thing that you do with friends in person. It's just very, very unique and different. Whereas back then, you know, I'd, I would, walk home from middle school, get on IRC, play Counter-Strike until, you know, my parents forced me to go to sleep or something. And that was like, it's just not the same, even though I think back and love those days. Like, again, like co-op making everything better, but couch co-op specifically being like actually an in-person fun thing is is really special. I agree. Good, yeah. Good for mental health. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. Pro pro mental health podcast. Um, get outside. Get outside, <laughs> folks. See those Discord friends IRL. Uh, okay, should we do next game? Oh yeah. Uh, we picked our next game. We, we actually picked-, picked our next game, and it's on Steam, and we're actually gonna play it for the next game club episode. We will be playing a new game called Inscription. Happy gaming.